All right, welcome back to the Modern Dealer Business Development Podcast. Today is a relatively unscripted, off-the-cuff podcast that I'm doing. There was very little preparation in this podcast. Had no plans to do a podcast, but I just had uh, several candidates that were scheduled to meet with me for interviews, um, no call, no show, and so I have a few extra minutes. Um, I want to talk real quickly about what I just did um, and what I'm doing now. So I just sent about a four-minute voice memo to a dealer of mine, and I'm going to try to keep this podcast in a you know about ten or fifteen minutes, um, and talk on a higher level um, with a little bit more anonymity um, about what I just talked to the dealer about um, from some mystery shops that I did with with his group. I had a dealer reach out to me yesterday, um, and oftentimes. Well, hell, all the time. When a dealer reaches out to me, it means one thing and one thing only. It means that dealer is unhappy with their current internet sales process. It means that that dealer either is unhappy with it or they don't have an internet sales process whatsoever. And that applies to many, if not most, dealers today, unfortunately. And so this dealer reaches out to me. And as I do oftentimes, um, I mystery shop this dealer's um, rooftops. He has three dealerships. And I mystery shop all three of them. I want to talk today about one of those mystery shops um, for a couple reasons. One, we're only going to talk about one of those mystery shops because of the two other mystery shops I did within his group, only one was called. Um, the other reason we're going to talk about this mystery shop is, and, and, and so basically what that means is, is that, you know, um, we're contacting one third of our leads. That means we're ignoring the overwhelming majority of people that are asking to do business with us. This is not salesmanship, folks. I digress. Let me move on because we've got a lot more to cover. So I shop all three of his rooftops. One store responds, and that happened to be his Nissan dealership. And um, I've done, I want to say hundreds, but at this point, it, it has to be thousands of mystery shops. I've done thousands of mystery shops over the years. Um and nothing really surprises me anymore. But every once in a while, there are some really egregious interactions and mystery shops that I do that are really concerning and really frustrating and just painful. Um, folks, I've been building sustainable in-house BDCs for over a decade. I came from the creator of the BDC, very passionate about the details that make these things work and make them profitable and sustainable. So I mystery shop um, this Nissan dealership and pretty quickly get a phone call from a young lady by the name of Sarah. And Sarah's calling to uh, invite me in to test drive the vehicle um, that I inquired about. Very quickly, the phone call goes south. Um, so I was able to figure out within a moment or two. I mean, literally a few moments that I was speaking with somebody that um, was clearly an outsourced BDC, very likely uh, overseas. Um, okay, I'm not necessarily going to immediately rush to any judgments, but having done this for a couple days, I do know what these experiences are like. I do know what these third-party offsite, offshore, certainly the offshore. <laughs> BDCs that are handling your leads. I, I, I know what those experiences are like. And folks, I'm here to tell you they're not good. So I asked Sarah a question. 
Uh, I ask her if she's uh, if, if the Nissan dealership is right across the street from the Shell gas station. Now you might say, Colin, that's a weird question. Why would you ask that? Well, I do know how little these third-party BDC companies are invested in your business. Folks, let me bottom line this for you. These companies don't care about your success. They don't give two shits whether you sell cars or not. They care about hitting your credit card or sending you that invoice every month or every quarter and having you pay that invoice. They don't care about your success. They don't care about you selling cars, and they sure as hell don't care about your customer's experience. I ask Sarah, hey, are, are you across the street from that Shell gas station? And Sarah responds very quickly, very confidently, yes, we are, and proceeds to move on. Well, I know full well that this dealership is not located right across the street from any Shell gas station. So I want to give her another opportunity to come back to the table and show that she's actually invested in this dealership's success. Unfortunately, she showed me what I already knew, which was that she wasn't. She paused for a moment. Uh, I asked her, I followed up with another question and I said, hey, Sarah, w- what intersection is, is are you guys at? And she paused for a second. She made a sound. I could almost see the wheels spinning in her head. She didn't know where to take this conversation. She didn't know how to respond to that question. She didn't know what intersection the dealership was located at. Let me just back up for a second. It probably stands to reason that when we're going through the motions of responding to a customer's inquiry about the second largest purchase they'll make in their life, that we're capable of directing them to our facility. So it's reasonable to expect that that's part of our responsibility. Unfortunately, this is a very easy way to identify how much these people don't care about your business. And she hung up the phone call at that point. She disconnected the phone call. Unfortunately, this wasn't nearly the end of the brain damage associated with this mystery shop. It, it only got worse. And I'll tell you what that looked like. A few moments later, literally, I got a, a text message from a young man by the name of Jer, a man by the name of Jason on behalf of the dealership. And a few moments after that, I got another phone call from somebody on behalf of the dealership, Sally. Well, I took Sally's call. I did kind of interject her word tracks to say, hey, Sally, quick question. I'm a little bit confused. Reality is I wasn't confused. I knew exactly what happened, but I just kind of like calling these companies out sometimes. I said, you know, I'm confused. I I just was speaking with Sarah and I asked her where you were located and she hung up on me. Well, Sally went and the CRM, the same CRM this dealer uses incidentally, this offsite, you know, third-party BDC is actually the same company that this dealer uses for their CRM. So Sally goes into the CRM and relays to me that Sarah had made notes to the extent that the customer had disconnected the call. And it's very obvious um, to anybody that listens to this call recording exactly what happened. It also does make me wonder, although I didn't say this, certainly makes me wonder, well, you know, if that was the case, just devil's advocate, if, if I just disconnected the call why wouldn't we take an effort to call that customer back? Considering that, you know, probably about five minutes had passed in this time. No effort was made to call me back. 
well, no effort was made to call me back because Sarah hung up on me because she didn't know how to answer that question. Uh, you know, I spent a few minutes talking to Sally, but it's really a waste of my time. I end the call. Um, and then I get an email from Tina. <laughs> from the same mystery shop, still within about 20 minutes of submitting that lead. Now I've been contacted by four different people in about 20 minutes. And contacted by Sarah, who was kind enough to hang up on me when she didn't know where they were located. And I was contacted by Jason and then Sally and now Tina. Amazingly, this is not where it ends. I receive one more phone call before I say, take me off your list. <laughs> because the reality is, is that I'm pretty busy and I mystery shop a lot of dealers. And if I spent my entire life answering every call, text, and email and going down all the rabbit holes uh, that these mystery shops reveal, I would never be able to actually, you know, work on any of the projects of <laughs> that I work on to um, repair these, you know, internet sales processes with my clients. So Diego calls me and he's actually the first and only person that ever contacted me from the dealership. And Diego's a product specialist. He works on the sales floor. He's relatively new to the, to the dealership. In fact, he's um, relatively new to the industry. I talked with Diego for a few minutes. I asked him um, how long he's been in the business. I asked him if he worked in car dealerships before. And he shared with me that he has never worked in a car dealership before and that he had been in the business for three months. I tried to make Diego understand that there's a huge opportunity in this field uh, in, in his, you know, in his role as a product specialist at this dealership to make six plus figures a year. But the reality is, is that Diego is going to spend the majority of his career standing on point, waiting for customers that will never show up because this dealership, like many of you guys, are currently utilizing an outside detached third party lead or excuse me, lead handler, um, whether that's your CRM or just a third party offsite, you know, or maybe even offshore BDC, um, your customers. I mean, let, let's let's recap here. Of the three mystery shops in this group that I submitted unique email addresses, phone numbers, and customer names to, only one of them was called. That's a 33% contact rate. That means the overwhelming majority of customers that are reaching out to this group are being ghosted. Holy shit. But that's not where it ends. That doesn't mean that your grade is 33% because then we have to look at like what does the actual interaction look like when you do actually contact 33% of your customers that are reaching out and trying to do business with you. And we saw that five people contacted this customer within 20 minutes. I mean, let's bottom line this. Who does a customer ask for when they come into your dealership after five people have contacted them within 20 minutes? Do they contact Sarah who hung up on them? Or do they contact Jason or Sally or Tina or Diego? You get where I'm going with this? This is a bad experience for your customers. It's confusing, it's cumbersome, and it screams that you don't have your shit together. It also screams that it's probably a high-pressure environment because you're just reinforcing that this customer is going to have the same shitty experience they had the last time they bought a car. Folks, this isn't how business is done. You need to be mystery shopping your dealerships 
each one of them multiple times over the course of the week. You, as the owner, need to be doing this. It's okay to delegate somebody else to do that, but folks, let me, let me bottom line this for you. You don't understand what you don't understand. You haven't gone through this. You, you're still allowing these third-party thieves, and that's what they are, to steal from you and then invoice you for it because you don't know what's going on under the hood of your sales engine. And that's what this is. This is the front door of your dealership, yet your salespeople are standing on point and you think that's your front door. Those folks are standing around with their you-know-whats in their hands waiting for customers to come that are never coming in because your process doesn't exist. And oh, by the way, of the three customers or the three leads that we submitted to the three dealerships within this group, only one of them picked up the phone and we know that making phone calls is the way 90% of appointments that set, show, and deliver are made What did our follow-up look like on day two? There was none. There was none, zero follow-up for not one, not two, but all three of these dealerships. That means that not only do you not have a day one process, because the argument could be made that you have a process for 33% of your customers, but obviously we saw people contacting this customer over and over and over again, overwhelming the customer with bad experiences, hanging up on the customer, falsifying in your CRM what that interaction was to continue to bill you. Folks, these people are stealing from you and they're sending you an invoice for it. Folks, that's all the time I got for today. Um, if you're utilizing an outside you know, third-party CRM or other provider for your internet sales process, your BDC, this is what it looks like. You need to be creating unique aliases Um, email addresses, Google voice numbers, submitting those leads. And oh, by the way, if you have your sales floor, you know, segmented between pre-owned and perhaps new units, as far as your product specialists, um, you probably want to be following, you know, that uh, as well and, and making sure that you're covering not only your new units when you mystery shop, but also used. Further, if you have your process disjointed, Um, And when I say disjointed, I mean like many dealers have their sales floor handling phone ups and their internet department or a BDC, whether it's on site or otherwise, handling their internet leads. You need to be making sure that you're covering all of those bases as well. Otherwise, you're never going to get a full accurate account for what these different processes may entail or not entail. That's all the time I have for today. Folks, I've built BDCs in all 50 states. Been doing this for over 10 years. Um, Check out some of my dealer testimonies on LinkedIn. Uh, Happy to help in any way. Always just a call away. 708-REDLINE, 708-733-5463. That is all the time I have for today. Until next time.